Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spiritual Insights. I'd like you to know this segment is brought to you by the Ocala Inner Center. Ocala Inner Center, otherwise known as OIC, is about community and creating a safe and supportive atmosphere where all are welcome to learn about yourself and your purpose through workshops, classes, healing meditation, and other special events. So if you're in the Ocala, Florida area, visit OcalaInnerCenter.com for their calendar of events. In February of this year, an intriguing piece of information came my way. So with an open mind, I listened to the explanation offered and consulted with my guides and did a segment on the emergence of Maitreya, the New World Teacher with Mr. Dick Larson. I have to say, it was a riveting two-hour segment and I received a lot of positive feedback on it. And I've come to learn there is a meditation technique associated with the School of Thought. And I'd like to share it with all of you today as a continuation of that first segment. If you're looking for a simple meditation technique, one that requires no previous experience, yet provides rapid spiritual growth and offers potent, offers potent service to the world, perhaps you will consider transmission meditation. Here to tell us all about this technique, our guest today is Betsy Whitfield. Betsy graduated with a BA in philosophy from Wilson College in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania in 1963. She has hosted the Dallas Transmission Meditation Group in Dallas, Texas, Texas, since 1985, and currently she is a correspondent for Share International Magazine and a public speaker on esoteric topics and the work of Share International Foundation. We'll be discussing the world's transition from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius and how this special meditation technique can assist us all in embracing the new paradigm shifts taking place and help all of humanity. Betsy, welcome to the show. It's such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you, Charlotte. I'm so happy to be here. This is fascinating information, and I'm glad that you are going to help us all understand um, a variety of things. But first, tell us about your journey, Betsy, and, and what your path has been like and how you came to discover Benjamin Krem and Maitreya and the Transmission Meditation. 
Well, it was it was looking back very interesting. I um, I went to college and then I um, got a job in Washington D.C. and then married and came to Dallas and started raising my children. And in the uh, about 1980, I had a serious emergency surgery, and um, and I think others may resonate with this. <laughs> I was lying there in recovery, and uh, we were having an ice storm at the time, so the lights were out except for the generator lights in the hallways. And I was thinking to myself, this is really bad. And so um, I started bargaining with God. I said, get me out of here, and I will do anything (laughs) you want. Interestingly enough, uh, I forgot all about that, got better, and continued on. Um, But at that time, there was a a really a renaissance of uh, interest in what we call New Age material, the age of Aquarius. And uh, people were writing books on radionics and rays and uh, the chakras and whatnot. And a lot of the books by Alice Bailey Um, from the Lucis Trust were out there on the shelves. And I started um, an interest in that since I was uh, philosophically oriented. I started reading um, all of of the books that I could find. I also was interested in Yogananda and a variety of other sources of metaphysical information, as were many, many people at that time. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I was also running carpools at the time, and while waiting for um, carpool to start or finish or whatever, I would hang around the New Age bookstore, and I found uh, Benjamin Krem's book, The Reappearance of the Christ and the Masters of Wisdom, a little red book. It was his first book in which he announced uh, the coming back to the world of the great spiritual teachers and their leader, Maitreya. I read the book and I thought, this is fabulous. This is so philosophically satisfying uh, because it seemed to bridge uh, religion and philosophy in a very reasonable sort of way. Uh At the same time, uh, I was realizing that this was a a limb really to get out onto um, in my part of the world. There was no one who was talking about this. Uh, And I was keeping a dream journal and I had a dream one night and it was uh, as you do, you observe and a man in a, a turban and a long white gown came to me and said, would you do the heart to heart for your village? And I'm sure I said, sure, I'll do that. Uh, mm. I wrote wrote it in my book as I woke up. It was a very vivid dream. Mm-hmm. And I, I had this enormous pull, desire, to reread this book on the reappearance of the Christ, Benjamin Krem's book, and then to make a trip to California and listen to a Benjamin Krem lecture, which they were having. Benjamin Krem used to come to the U.S. twice a year, and one of his stops was always in Los Angeles area. Mm. So I asked my sister and if if she would go with me, and I flew out there, and 
we sat in a beautiful church, little St. Michael's by the Sea in Santa Monica, and uh-huh. Benjamin Crumb walked in, and the crowd was it was full. The crowd was sitting quietly, and Benjamin Crumb goes up to the dais, sits in a chair facing the audience, and goes eye to eye to everyone in the audience, and there's not a sound. When he came to me, I don't know what happened. I, um, when I came to, you might say, tears were streaming down my face. I was grinning so hard that my cheeks hurt. Oh, and my. I saw this beautiful, really bright, golden white light where Benjamin Krem was sitting. And in the middle of that light was the face of the man in my dream. This went on, it seemed to me, to go on a long time, and my eye, it was so bright my eyes were hurting, so mm. I had to move my head in back of the woman in front of me so that so that my one eye could rest from this light. Right. And finally, I, I was just falling apart right there. It was so magical. Finally, I thought, you know, I, this is embarrassing. It seems to be going on for a very long time. And as soon as I thought that, uh, the face, which turned out to be my Maitreya, of course, nodded, and then the the scene ended, and there was Benjamin Krem, and he was going on down the row. So this, to me, was a, a, a proof, if you will, that this this acceptance of a mission, so to speak, that I had made was really true. Mm. So I invited uh, Benjamin Krem then to come and lecture in my town for, he came for four years in a row. At the same time, um, Ben used to have a public meditation, a transmission meditation, um, everywhere he would give a lecture. And so I attended the next day the transmission meditation and learned about this wonderful world service and hothouse for personal spiritual growth. And uh, I established the Dallas Transmission Meditation Group in 1985, and we have been doing it ever since. Wow. I have to tell you, when you said that he began to look at each audience member Mm-hmm. Eye to eye, um, mm-hmm. which takes some time. I got yeah. the whole body chills when you just when you oh. said that, and I didn't want to interrupt you, but yeah. that's extremely powerful. And I've I've felt things like that and seen some pretty amazing things along those lines. So yeah, sounds like yeah, a beautiful it's... experience. So you started your group in 1985. You've been doing it ever since. Yes, yes, and. You know, uh, the people who tend to come and then work with Share International have had their experiences, too, some similar to what I had, and then there have been many other experiences. So this is a very vibrant um, relationship that Maitreya and the Masters are creating with, with people who are interested in helping the world. The book that you mentioned a few minutes ago, the first book by Benjamin Krem, could you tell us the name of that again, so in case people want to write it down? It's a, um, a red book, and the title is 
the reappearance of the Christ and the Masters of Wisdom. Is that still available? It is. Yes, Amazon has it. Perfect. Okay. What I'd like to do for the audience, Betsy, is give them a bit of background if they're new either Mm -hmm. to the show or new to uh, Mr. Krem. So I wanted to give them some background about Mr. Krem and Uh how this all kind of came about, who the Masters of Wisdom are, a little bit more information about uh, Maitreya, and if you want to just take it away, you know the story much better than I do, although I I do have a lot of information. But basically in 1977, it was introduced to Benjamin Krem, who is of Scottish descent living in England, and what would you like to share so we get to know him a little better? Uh, Benjamin Krem is, uh, by trade, a painter. He hangs in the um, big galleries in London, um, so he has that as his his way of making a living and his previous life purpose before he got involved in with the Masters. But he also um, had, was contacted by one of the Masters of Wisdom. They are the great teachers who have guided humanity mostly through their disciples and behind the scenes for uh, millennia, ever since we have started out as men and women on this planet. Uh, If you think of any famous uh, name in history, someone who has um, helped humanity, made us progress, allowed us to become delighted and inspired, you would be naming a disciple of one or other of the masters, whether their field is politics, economics, religion, um, or any of the arts and the sciences. So Benjamin Krem was in contact at that time with his master who came to him and said that this great teacher, their leader, Maitreya, was coming back into the world with his group of masters and that their purpose was to demonstrate that they as a group could work among men and women in the world like they did back in Atlantean days. Mm-hmm. So they were coming in now on the uh, as as the new age was being born, the age of Aquarius, which is the age of brotherhood and synthesis. And they were available to teach humanity how to um, absorb and demonstrate the great principles that we would be learning through the energies of Aquarius if humanity would give up war, uh, demonstrate a desire for peace, and be willing to uh, listen to what they had to say. They are men like us. They have been through all of the experiences that we have been through, and they know the pitfalls. They know how to proceed through a time like we are living through, which is a huge transitional period with tremendous conflict of forces uh, from Pisces to Aquarius. Mm. So Krem was asked if he would like to help. They always ask you. There's nothing imposed. And he said yes. And so his master then said, uh, in order to create... 
uh, a bridge between our group, the masters, the hierarchy, and the disciples in the world, consciously being disciples. There is a, a meditation that we would like to institute, and he asked Krem to invite some people to a discussion of meditation and allied subjects in March of 1977, which Krem did. And at that time, uh, the Master gave this transmission meditation to this group. That was the first transmission meditation. And so uh, he said then, take this meditation and invite anyone who would like to serve to join in, and their occult meditation would be overseen by the masters themselves, and that would be um, higher meditation than any other meditation that we have had, Hatha Yoga, um, Raja Yoga, all of the yogas, uh, mm-hmm. because the masters themselves are in charge of it. So. This is what he did, and so at every lecture all over the world, he would give a public meditation, invite people to come, and this was how the transmission meditation groups started, and they are in many, many, many countries today. Hmm. And the Masters of Wisdom, the total number? Uh, Forty-seven. Forty-seven. Uh, yeah, and, and I can't remember actually which how many are in in the world now, but they have been gradually coming out since the early 80s. There is a, a master in New York. There is one in London. There is one in Darjeeling, in Tokyo, and in Delhi. Those are the five spiritual in Moscow. And there is a master in Rome. The one in Rome is the most well-known, and his mm-hmm. name is the Master Jesus, of course. Mm-hmm. And he has been working openly as much as possible with Maitreya since uh, they have started their work on this particular mission since the 70s. But he, his center is just outside of Rome, and as you can imagine, his focus of his energies um, are on the Christian churches wherever they are. Mm-hmm. But more and more, these masters are uh, incarnating onto the planet yes. to assist. Yes, to to teach. They uh, the plan is that they will be available to teach groups of of students um, openly in uh, whatever logistical arrangement can be set up then mm-hmm. but they will there will be colleges where people will go to study the esoteric sciences and then develop themselves in very scientific ways yeah. and as humanity then begins to develop its intuition higher clairvoyance um all of those higher abilities a whole world of new work will open up because, as clairvoyants know, there is so much more to the world than just what the average person sees around them. Uh, there mm-hmm. are energies, there are wonderful ideas, new ways of of manifesting principles that we have no idea 
of at this time. But that is all in store for humanity um, okay. during this age. And this is where I I want to remind people, you know, it takes an open mind and to take this information with an open mind. And if it resonates with you, beautiful. But that's I just wanted to appeal for everyone to just listen to what what is being discussed, and I think you'll be surprised. So, Betsy, with regard to the age of Pisces and the age of Aquarius, which we're now in, um, what would you like to share with the audience about that transition and the impact it's had on the world today? The age of Pisces is the age that started in about the year um, that Christ was born, that Jesus was born 2,000 years ago. And age is 2,000, 2,250 years. It's it's a gradual ebbing and flowing, and, you know, there's no hard edge. Uh, so uh, back in Palestine, um, at the beginning of the age of Pisces, which has a symbol of the fish, which is also the Christian symbol, um, we had uh, the coming of a great teacher. We had the Master Jesus, the disciple of Maitreya, the Christ, who through Maitreya, Maitreya working through him, demonstrated the love aspect of God for the first time, perfected in a human being. And Jesus' sacrifice was to demonstrate for humanity the um, development, the awakening and the development of that love aspect of God in a human being. And so he demonstrated the birth initiation, the uh, baptism initiation, the transfiguration initiation, the resurrection uh, initiation for all of us to realized uh, that we are on that same path and though his was a literal demonstration it is intended as a symbolic path if you will for Mm -hmm. all of humanity no matter what religion you are or no religion at all so the age of Pisces was very very beneficial for humanity because the energies of Pisces inspired humanity to become individualized, individual people, individuals as opposed to herd mentalities. So when you have a growth of individuality, you have um, no need for kings and priests. You have people who become aware and educated and then think for themselves and can create freedom and democracy and justice and all of the great ideals that we cherish so much. Uh-huh. Also, however, those ideals, as wonderful as they are, have become individual ideals, and there are now competing ideals. And uh-huh. the energies of Pisces are very um, strident and powerful, but they're fairly narrow. And so the individual uh, awarenesses of ideals... Uh, compete with others' uh, ideals. And we now have competing ideologies all over the world, which is something that we uh, 
have gone a little bit too far. And so in this coming time of Aquarius, we will learn to live those ideals. And, of course, that will mean uh, compromise and cooperation as opposed to conflict. So whereas we used to say, my way or the highway, uh, in this new age we will say, let's work together, let's work it out, and we will do the best for humanity that way. So the age of Aquarius is now upon us. The energies of Aquarius are powerfully becoming dominant, and less and less... uh, conflict in the world is the result. More and more, of course, there are absolute uh, tyrants still in the world who Uh are trying to divide and conquer, but more and more peoples of the world are demanding an end to this conflict and to finding another way to live. Peace, harmony, democracy, is that what you're talking about? Mm -hmm. And justice, yeah, Mm -hmm. all of that based on justice. Now, Maitreya has come to teach us how to uh, move forward into this new age of Aquarius, use the energies of Aquarius to build harmony, to create a cooperative infrastructure and rebuild our institutions so that they are um, meet people's needs. People's needs are no longer what they were 2,000 years ago. We have a much more sophisticated way of living, of course. Right. And so the energies of Aquarius are what Maitreya, um, uh, along with the love aspect of God, what he channels, so to speak, the mm-hmm. energies that he spreads over the world are these beautiful energies that inspire us to brotherhood. Okay. I would just like to add, Betsy, that with regard to current world crises, terrorism, and so forth, mm-hmm. um, for the audience, that um, I feel that some may be thinking if if we're headed, you know, if we're being ushered into this time of um, peace, then why are there still these crises, these situations, these events, even here in the United States, um, with regard to uh, mass killings and whatnot, why are they still there? But I want to add to that, and then I'll ask you for your thoughts. And what I just want to say is they're, they're there because it's man's choice. But at the same time, this peace and harmony, democracy and justice ideal is being ushered in because they're there. So the more they happen and the more intense that becomes, the more we band together and say enough. That's right. And what would you like to add to that? When humanity, uh, when the peoples of the world band together and agree on common needs, which we all have in common, uh, governments will listen And so rather than just uh, taking what our governments tell us is what we need, we all know what we need, and we Mm -hmm. come together and we say we want peace. We want uh, to stop an end to to violence, stop an end to uh, starvation in the world. uh, Maitreya says one of the most dangerous injustices is the growing gap between the very rich and the poor which is growing. 
and that that in itself is um, a, a real roadblock to any sort of peace and will only lead to further conflict. So we have we have these energies pouring in for harmony, for cooperation and love, but the old institutions that are really dead, our political, social, economic institutions are built during the age of Pisces. They are intended to be very idealistic, but they serve the few at the expense of the many, for the most part. We talk about democracy, but really, you know, if you have the money, you have more democracy. If you don't have the money, you don't have quite as much freedom and democracy, even in America. So these institutions are dead, and fewer and fewer people are buying into our institutions as they stand because they no longer meet their needs. So these are old Piscean institutions. They are still with us, but they are dead. They no longer serve. And this is a cause of tremendous conflict that isn't necessary. Very powerful, your statements. Very powerful. And what, what then do we do next? Is it restructure what is there? or build anew, what would the best solution for all involved look like? Well, this is why the masters are here and offering their advice. They know the way. They know how to do this. Uh, I do not think that humanity can do this on on their own. I've had people say, well, we don't need the masters, and my trail, you know, It's people power. Yes, it is people power, but we work on trial and error, and it's taking so very long. And in the meantime, the price of all of our turmoil gets higher and higher in terms of human life and the environment and um, our economic structure and terrorism itself. So it makes sense to me that if there were help um, uh, available that we would at least give it a listen. And the masters are here because they know the way and they are offering to teach us who we are, that we are souls in incarnation. We are not consumers. We're not Republicans or Democrats. We're not white or black. We are souls in incarnation. And when we focus on that when we realize that, then we will begin to be able to talk together, to come together, to uh, realize the common good is really the good for all people. And that nobody, if we don't stand together, we won't stand much at all because we now have nuclear weapons uh, and people are very angry. And so, yes. you know, we don't have a lot of time to just fool around and and do trial and error. So this right. is what the masters offer. Well, basically, we all know the saying, united we stand, divided we yeah. fall. Yeah. So in, in coming together as a way to help people get that cohesive element there, we have transmission meditation 
and I will read a description of it, and then I want to share some other information. Transmission meditation is a dynamic process that serves the world and is a veritable, quote, hothouse of spiritual growth for those who practice it. In the practice, meditation groups draw energies down from above and extend it outward so that humanity may absorb these energies and transform the world. I want everyone to know that this information originates in Benjamin Krem's book, Transmission, a Meditation for the New Age, published by Share International Foundation, and it's also available for free download at share-international.org. So if you're interested in learning more about this beyond the scope of this segment, go to share-international.org. There's a free download of this book. Introduce yourself to this information and get to know a little bit more about Benjamin Krem. I find him to be a fascinating individual. So now we're going to move on to the meditation, what it is, what it does, and who can participate in it. So why don't you basically take it away and tell us the basic premise of the meditation. The basic premise of transmission meditation is uh, the need for groups to act as, excuse me, electrical transformers, you might say, Mm -hmm. of these powerful energies coming from cosmic and planetary, extraplanetary sources into our planet now because we are entering this new age and there are avatars who are who have been called in to aid in this enormous transition i i think most people do not realize how fundamentally critical this transition is for humanity so uh we have had these wonderful energies pouring into the planet the the avatar of peace and equilibrium, the avatar of synthesis. Uh, Maitreya channels the, uh, the Buddha, for example. The Buddha's energy of love and wisdom overshadows Maitreya as he overshadows the earth. And so these great energies are so high in potency that they bounce off average humanity. They might just make us nervous, but we couldn't, we couldn't absorb them. And as everyone knows, the quickening of life today is, uh, is pretty remarkable. And I think you mentioned before how quickly people um, can be reduced to violence and, and quick responses. Well, that is all the result of these tremendous energies that are pouring in for the good of humanity, but they are very high-powered. So the masters um, realized that the need was for uh, disciples who would be willing, and discipleship is simply uh, a promise you make with your own soul to help the plan. It has nothing to do with uh, a particular church or um, organization or anything. It is a personal decision to try to help uh, the masters in this plan. And so uh, these, these energies are still pouring into the earth, and the transmission groups are volunteers who offer to sit together once, twice, three times a week and have these energies poured through their chakra systems. And they, in doing so, the energies are dropped down in electrical 
potency and then sent out into the world at a level that humanity can absorb. The masters, Maitreya and one or two of his masters, direct these energies from cosmic sources, planetary sources, through the groups, and then they direct the energies out into the world, either to a particular place where it is needed or to top up the spiritual uh, tanks from which all humanity can energetically draw for purposes of rebuilding and nourishment and cooperative action. So transmission okay. meditation is is a very specific work. It is a project. It's not church. There's no uh, emotional component to it at all. And there's no social aspect to transmission meditation. The, the people in the groups are very um, are very um, committed and they come in and they sit and the transmission begins and they sit for however long. One hour, two hours, we do three. Uh, and then they go home and they come back at the regular uh, scheduled time. Okay. So it is a service in that way. It's a service. Okay. That is how they're serving. Okay. Well, why don't we take a break? And when we come back, I have a lot more questions to ask you. This is absolutely fascinating. Okay. Okay. All right. Yes. Mm-hmm. We will be right back. Don't go away. Uh, we'll be back right after these messages. The odds of a young girl being discovered by an industry insider while singing to herself pumping gas? One in 300 million. The odds of the daughter of a clergyman from Severn, Maryland, spending 11 weeks at number one on the U.S. singles charts? One in 19 million. The odds of going on to win six Grammy Awards? One in 1.4 million. The odds of selling over 40 million records? One and 800,000. The odds of this musician and performer having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 88. I'm Tony Braxton, and I encourage you to learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Autism Speaks, it's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Explore new areas of interest, expand your knowledge, and gain clarity about your life's purpose at the Ocala Intercenter. Affectionately known as OIC, the Ocala Intercenter, just two blocks south of Town Square, offers workshops, classes, healing meditations, and special events for the Ocala, Gainesville, and Central Florida spiritual community. Check out our calendar of events at OcalaInnerCenter.com. And if you're looking for a place for your next workshop or seminar, go to OcalaInnerCenter.com and give Gene a call. Hello, everyone. We are back with Betsy Whitfield. We are speaking about Maitreya and the transmission meditation. Now, Betsy, you, you mentioned that it's, it's mainly non-social that people show up uh, for a period of two to three hours, whatever that takes, and sit quietly, and then they just return for the next session. So is that to suggest that... Um, this is not practiced alone, but in a group, and yet without interdependence on the others participating? 
Yes. Uh, transmission meditation is so powerful that it takes three people to form a group. It's not practiced alone. Uh, the basic group number is three, and as we know, the triangle is a potentizing shape anyway. Yeah. So, yes, uh, people come, and uh, if you wanted to start a group, you simply ask two friends to join you, and you sit uh, together on a regular basis, and that way the masters know that you're there on a regular basis. They can see your group in uh, light. They see your chakras. They see that you're ready to transmit, and they send the energies once you have said the great invocation, which is the prayer that is used to invoke these great energies for the meditation. Okay. And you mentioned sitting. So is that done sitting up or can people lie down? Uh, Sitting in a chair, a comfortable chair is recommended. Uh, Lying down is probably a little more easy to fall asleep. Uh, in the beginning, many t- many people feel very sleepy during transmission meditation because these energies are very potent and they can they can make you feel sleepy. So it's best to be sitting up. Sitting up, okay, to maintain your yeah. alertness. Now you mentioned yeah. that energy is transmitted through the chakra system of the individual with mm-hmm. electrical potency. And that sounds very powerful. So my next question for you is, it sounds like a lot of energy coursing through the human body during this transmission. Is there any danger of energetic overload to the participants? One of the remarkable advantages of transmission is that uh, there is no danger because of the fact that the master's Uh, do the sending of the energies. They can see your chakras. They can see what chakras maybe are not well enough developed, which chakra might be too well developed. And so they balance your chakra system slowly over time by simply sending energy at the appropriate level. Uh, Because you're holding your attention at the Ajna Center, that has a natural effect of balancing your chakras, organizing your chakra outputs, let's say. And so it's very, very safe. Uh, Anyone over the age of 12 who is reasonably healthy, I think if you have a serious heart condition or or, uh, maybe are bipolar, you might want to bypass this meditation for this incarnation. But uh, for the average healthy person over the age of 12 on through um, old age, you'd be uh-huh. you'd be spending your time in in service to the world. Interesting. Now the the meditation itself is a unique combination of yogic disciplines. Tell us about the two disciplines that add to this as um, an altruistic service to reserve to resolve karma. Right. Uh, transmission meditation is a blend of two yogas. You have Laya Yoga, which is the yoga of the centers. Uh, Normally, Laya Yoga is practiced with a great deal of concentration on first one chakra and then another chakra in visualizing certain rotations. It's a very heavy uh, discipline, uh, and that is Laya Yoga. But in transmission meditation, of course, the masters do all that, so you don't, you don't have to work that hard. 
At the same time, uh, it is karma yoga. Whenever you have altruistic service in the world, you burn up uh, negative karma. We all have karma. We have all come into incarnations hundreds of thousands of times before, and each time we come in, we uh, create karma, mostly because we don't know any better, but now uh, people are learning that every thought and action that we take creates uh, an effect in the world that will come back to us personally for resolution. That's how we how we learn. So we call mm-hmm. that coming back. We call it karma. And we all have a lot of baggage uh, to burn up. We carry it around. It slows us down. It places obstacles in our path. So the best thing it seems to me you would do is to try and burn up your negative karma so that you can move ahead more quickly in life, uh, become more aware and be happier and serve the world. So if you have altruistic service in your day, you are burning karma. Now this meditation is nothing but service. Since there's no uh, social interaction, there's no um, external benefit, no money involved, you simply come and you sit and you transmit for however long, between one and three hours, Uh, that is heavy-duty service, and it's all altruistic, and you burn your karma very quickly. And so as you are becoming more centered, you're growing in awareness, you're becoming a more loving person, you're steadier in your life outlook, you're also burning your karma, and so obstacles gradually fall away, and your life does get a lot better. That sounds like a fantastic side effect. Um, you mentioned you mentioned cost. Uh, you do not charge the participants. There is no money involved Never. here whatsoever. Never, no, no. Uh, the all the groups usually meet in someone's home, or they might have uh, some free room somewhere that they can. Um, they can use. So no, there's never never a charge for transmission meditation. And it's, as I say, open to everyone who wants to help the world and um, who is healthy. Okay, so you can do this from home, yes. at a yoga studio, in a church such as Unity, something non-denominational. So there mm-hmm. is no limit to the locations that you can use. But I do have an, uh, an important question. There, it takes a minimum of three people to form a group, which... Um, reflects the triune nature of the creator. Mm-hmm. However, schedules are being what they are. Schedules being what they are. If three people sit at the same exact time and begin to participate in the transmission, if it seems to me energetically that if one were to get up because they either need to leave or to maybe respond to the call of nature, does that negatively impact the transition? Because now one side of the triangle is yes. missing. Yes, it does, um, and therefore people are encouraged to uh, make uh, arrangements wherever possible to make this a priority in their lives. Uh, the people in uh, in the groups are very dedicated to this. Their families understand how important it is to them, and so they make allowances and um, accept in 
you know cases where uh, there is no way around it, and of course you 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 stay as long as you can, and then you okay. you go on, and the group tries to go on, but. Um, you can do a meditation with two, but it is um, limping along. No doubt, no doubt. Um, well, it's very simple. It, like like you said, you're not even doing a lot of work except holding your attention, which mm-hmm. I know for some can be difficult, but with practice it really does become easier. Um, you experience a shift in time. Three hours might sound like a long time, but in a space like this, it's... Your perception of time changes. Have you found that to be true? Definitely, especially if you don't bring your watch. Uh, people who bring their watches are, and are continually checking do find it difficult. But if you leave your watch at home or in the car in your purse and you just come and you sit, it's amazing how t- time flies. Okay. My next question, Bessie, would be in the transmission of the energy, which, as you explained, is sounds to me tailored to what your body in its physicality and your etheric body with the chakras, um, you're not given any more energy than you can properly process. So that energy is balanced to um, be certain that it's not too much, that it's not overload and you There is no risk. So that eliminates any type of risk. My question is, as easy as this sounds, are any messages of any kind given to participants during the transmission? Do they get personal advice? No, no. This is a a really important uh, characteristic of transmission meditation because um, many people assume that there's a transmission of messages uh, but no, it is strictly an energetic transfer. Okay. There are groups everywhere in the country? Yes. Uh, in most major cities, um, we have Share International is divided up into regions, and so there's a big center in, up in New York. There's a center in Atlanta. There's a center in Pittsburgh, in Dallas, in Denver in L.A. and San Francisco, and then there are groups up in Canada. Um, We have groups now in Puerto Rico, Um, and uh, we we have one major group just formed in Brazil. So um, in our hemisphere, there are groups everywhere. However, if if someone wanted to do this uh, meditation and is not near a group, we would ask that they, they can check with us, and we have people who keep lists of where the groups are and um, can find a local group where possible. But if there is no group nearby, uh, it's very easy to start a group simply by asking two friends um, and deciding to get together uh, on a regular basis and then following the very simple directions for transmission meditation. It's really um, surprising how simple this is. Because the masters can see your light, mm-hmm. they are always, look- <laughs> always looking for new groups. <laughs> and they're doing uh, all the help. work. They are, they are, and they're very anxious for more and more groups. The more groups 
that transmit and the larger the groups are when they're very serious, uh, the faster all of this work will grow and, and humanity will transition much more easily. Right. Well, you know, just the idea of being able to burn off some negative karma, I'm sure that made a lot of people sit up straight. <laughs> and Me. Just the idea of, imagine being able to reduce the limitations on your ability to realize your, your true self and step into your full expression. That yes. is what we're all aching for today. Yes. And But in addition to that, which is probably one of the highest uh, benefits. What are some of the other enhancements or experiences reported by serious participants? Well, uh, you develop a centeredness, as I said before. You, When you hold your attention at the Ajna Center, which you do all during transmission meditation, you make contact with your own soul. You, you have a direct line to that master within, the divinity within you, uh, which is an absolutely critical contact to make. So when you have become habitual contact with your soul, you find that those soul qualities of bliss and love and a desire to serve and a a, a perspective that is broad and stable and loving, that that becomes your everyday experience. And when you experience life at that level, at the soul level, you sail through your life. The most apparently difficult situations, uh, taking care of sick families, uh, losing a job, finding another job, uh, all of the details of life that can really derail a person become not much at all. It is all in the in the way you react to your life. And when you react to your life events at the soul level, you see them in this broad perspective of um, education, that they are simply ways of learning how to live and you get to experiment with your intuition. Your intuition grows. Your health improves because you're not responding emotionally to your life events, which is a very exhausting process um, Mm -hmm. for everyone. So once you become more the observer, fully involved in your life, but you see your life as an observer, you are healthier because you don't, Spin your wheels. You don't. In, you don't worry so much. Right. You take life as it comes. You know there's a plan. You know that it's all going to work out for the best if you just uh, make the best of your life and try to help other people. So it's a whole growth experience. Your your creativity will be enhanced. Whether you realized you had any creativity or not, you will find you become very creative in whatever way is available to you. Uh, you'll find that meditate. This meditation only enhances any other practices you may be involved in. Uh, so it makes you more you, in the best sense of the word. Well, it sounds to me as if in the process, as you 
as you said, make it habitual to get in touch with the soul, maintain that connection, you begin to operate from soul level rather than from ego level, which reduces your reactions to the problems around you. You're not changing the world. You're changing your perception of the world and how you react to it and take responsibility for a higher perception. And in doing that, you gain a stability on PEMS levels. What I like to say is PEMS is physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, so that all of these levels come into unison and are working together instead of in the scattered, chaotic mode that most of us are used to. But in in doing this meditation, you get that unifying element with the body, mind, spirit, as most people are used to hearing, and then operate from soul level and relinquish the ego much more easily than trying to wrestle with the ego saying, leave me alone. So these are wonderful benefits to something that sounds just so easy to do. I think all you have to do is commit. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when you, um, since we are all fields of energy, we radiate. We, um, and when your radiation is pure, loving, um, attractive, you find that other people react differently to you. They are more open, more relaxed, um, and there lies the, uh, right human relationships that Maitreya is talking about that is so needed and that we will develop in this age of Aquarius. The energies are for cooperation. And so as you respond to the world from your soul level, it's magic. It is pure magic. And you you put out love and you get love back. And there's one more thing I'd like to point out, Betsy, that it's something that I'm aware of, and we talk about a lot of it on, this, on my show. However, not quite to this level and quite in this way, and this is what I want to say. Because this meditation is, first and foremost, a form of service, while you yeah. will reap the benefits of burning karma, um, reaching a level of stability that I had just mentioned a moment ago, there is still the unending joy and bliss and satisfaction that comes with being of service to humanity. And that holds all of the rest of those benefits together because that is true joy and that is really our purpose. So to be in alignment with your purpose on top of functioning a lot more harmoniously in the world with your situations and with others. Mm -hmm. Being of service brings the ultimate joy. Would you not agree? Absolutely. It is bliss. Uh, The soul's whole purpose is to serve. And so when you align with that purpose, you, uh, you are in tune with the best of the universe. The whole universe sings that song, the song of service. And transmission meditation is a is a joy. Uh, people look forward to it. Um, they feel so much better afterwards. On as you say, all sorts of levels. Yeah. Uh, we 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 just love it. It's great. And that's when miracles happen. And that's yes. what we need today. We all need miracles. But I think 
a gentle reminder that in order to get a miracle, the best way to do it is to give one to someone else. And then mm-hmm. in return, as you give, you receive. So in mm-hmm. receiving a miracle, you must first give. And that reciprocal effect, yes. that, that circular nature of energy is universal law. You cannot get around it. So Good in time. doing this with, with the rest of humanity in mind, and as you said, the masters directing this, you will radiate that energy. Once they infuse you with the energy, you then radiate it outward, and they deliver it to the people in the amounts necessary. They know who needs it. We don't have to even think about that. And it's delivered to that person, thereby um, facilitating a miracle. But the law of energy states that that miracle will immediately come back to you. So it's it's a win-win no matter how you put it. Absolutely. It's it's so true. Wow. Thank you so much for coming on and explaining this all so clearly <laughs> and succinctly. I, you're a marvelous teacher. Marvelous. Well, thank you. I, I really enjoyed it, and I thank you for the opportunity to share this. You're quite welcome. I'm, I'm quite taken with it. I, I resonate with all this information, of course, and it fits in perfectly with the way I think and my dialogue and what I'm trying to achieve in doing this show and sharing this information with listeners. I just have to comment that I think it's fascinating. In the beginning of the conversation, you decided to go to a lecture. You had never heard Mm -hmm. of this before, and yet you walk in and this building is full. Then you decide to, you know, start a group, but now today we're coming to learn that there are groups pretty much worldwide. So many people are participating in this, and yet most of us have never even heard of it. Yes. So to to witness that growth and, and come to learn of how many people are aware and participating and benefiting from this when most of us have never even heard from it, for me, mm-hmm. is astonishing. It is. It is. It is wonderful, and since it really spreads by word of mouth, this is such a wonderful opportunity for many more people to here to have this opportunity to make a, um, a decision on their own whether to join in or not. Um, it, is, it is better word of mouth than, than the usual word of mouth. It's wonderful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd like to give everyone some information on how they can get in touch, acquire the material they want to acquire, and also get in touch with you. So if you would like to subscribe to the Share International magazine and download a free copy of Benjamin Krem's book, Transmission, A Meditation for the New Age, simply go to share-international.org. And if you'd like to learn more about Maitreya and the Masters of Wisdom, you can tune into our February 5th, 2014 segment about the emergence of Maitreya featuring Mr. Dick Larson. Absolutely fantastic discussion. You can find it all in the show archives at blogtalkradio.com slash Charlotte Spicer. Or you can visit the Spiritual Insights Radio blog on wordpress.com. Very easy to find, very easy to navigate through, and all of our episodes are up there. You can select um, as many as you are interested in. It's, it's quite easy to navigate. But finally, if you would like to book Betsy for a speaking engagement, you can reach her at info at share-international.us or you can reach her in her office at area code 818-785-6300.
Betsy, thank you once again. What a pleasure to speak with you and, and be able to speak on this level. It's, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, I, I did too. Thank you. It's been a delight, Charlotte. You're welcome. Well, everybody, that is our show today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed this dialogue and that you've learned a lot and that your interest is piqued and that you would like to investigate more and find out more of what might resonate with you and help you make the changes in your life that you desire. Until next time, God bless. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.